Warning, this show is rated M for melanin. So for instance, if I say something and you're like, that's not funny, it doesn't mean that it's not funny. It just means that you don't find it funny. Welcome to Blacklight, the podcast that keeps it light while talking blackness. We're your hosts, Sheldon, Jason, Warren, and Julian. We're here to cast blackness in a new light from a fresh, finessed perspective. Every episode, we examine a social issue or current event through an unapologetically black lens. The show exists because in today's media climate, the experiences and perspectives of color are often unseen or overlooked. We wanted a place to share stories of black people, by black people, for all people. This is that place. This is Black Light. All right, so I'm going to switch it up a little bit and ask Julian, (laughs) what are we talking about today, sir? Listen, man, I'm really excited to be able to talk about one of my favorite topics. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, talk about one of my most favorite things to do, and that is laugh. And so today I want to take a chance to really examine the role of comedy and uh, talk about comedians that we've looked up to over the years and uh, even black satire and see how comedy is used as a vehicle to express social narratives. So I want to start off by talking about what one of my fondest memories is growing up. And really, it, it was uh, being able to you know, sit with my mom on, on weeknights and watch sitcoms. And one of the things that really resonated with me was being able to sit and watch shows like Martin, uh, even the Cosby show a little further back and even sketch comedy like uh, in Living Color. Yes. And, you know, in Living Color brings us so many uh, iconic stars. Like Homie the Clown. I'm going to just throw that the out clown. there. Classic. That's right. Men on uh, films. Handy yes, man. Damon, Damon Wayans. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely. And obviously, you know, certainly Jim Carrey, but you have mm. uh, people like J-Lo who got their start. Yes. You got the rest of the Wayans family. You got mm-hmm. Sean Marlin. You got Jamie Foxx. So, David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer. Absolutely. Classic. I mean, we could yeah. go down the list in terms yeah. of that show, but I want to talk to you guys and uh, open up the conversation talking about what it was like for you growing up and what your experience with comedy in general was. So we'll uh, start with you, Jason. You know, man, I I just, I grew up a a big fan of comedy and, you know, all those shows that you mentioned are like beloved. I think the first two seasons of In Living Color are like the funniest shit ever. Uh, Could they get away with half of the shit that they talked about uh, in 2021? Hell no. Absolutely not. But it's just like one of the things you just had to be there. It's like whatever. You just let it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And and Martin, which was which which was extremely funny. But I don't know. It's something about a living color. Um, You had like you the 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 writing was just so raw. Like, I mean, of course you've you've had shows like that, like Saturday Night Live and Mad TV. But man, dude, it was nothing like. In living color, you know, especially the night after uh, that show aired, and everybody would be talking about it and you know quoting their favorite joke or whatever. But I mean that you know that that's you know that's sitcom television. I will say like comedians like doing that era um, to me, 
the the to me the the comedians that made the biggest impact were from two shows, Deaf Comedy Jam, and Comic View mm. that came on BET and fr- oh bro Ooh. from that era Arnaz J, Ricky Smiley, Adele Givens. These are heavy hitters, man. Simone, <laughs> Bruce, Bruce. Like I mean, like yeah, that era yeah. was you know of course Martin Luther like everybody like. Those were like the heavy hitters, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, so that was like, those are like my go-to comedians. But, I mean, we're going to talk about this in a minute. But to me, like the comic gods are, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Red Fox, Paul Mooney, my favorite, Mm. personal favorite, Richard Pryor, Mm -hmm. (laughs) more recent, uh, 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 Pill Cosby. Um, more, more recent. Pil- wait, wait. More, more, <laughs> he said, more, did he smuggle something in there? Is that what that was? <laughs> he said, Pil- Pil- okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's the pudding. It's the pudding. <laughs> the pudding. <laughs> the pudding. Yeah, okay, anyway, um, so, but newer guys to me, Cat Williams, Kevin Hart, uh, yeah. of course, Eddie Murphy, and, and the Kings of Comedy. And I'm going to just throw some women mm-hmm. in there. As far as black comedians, mm-hmm. as you got to give props to Monique, who's funny Monique. as fuck. All the Kings of Comedy, you know, D.L. Hughley, Bernie Mac, um, Steve Harvey, sure. um, D.L. Hughley, who are comic gods. But to me, when I think of, of uh, comedy, it starts at black comedy. So, <laughs> right. right. So, I mean, you said, so you said a lot. Uh, there, Jason, that I definitely want to be sure to, to touch on because, you know, the 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 whole aspect of stand-up comedy certainly, you know, takes its own identity, and we'll definitely get into the to you know stand-up comedy in a little bit. But uh, Warren and Sheldon, what, what has been your experience of uh, or your first encounters with comedy growing up? I got to be honest, my first experiences with comedy were actually um, when my parents would go over to their friend's place. And they would listen to comedy on the radio or on like, it would be like a cassette tape or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I would be like playing with like whatever, whoever's kids were there. And then like I would like end up back upstairs where the adults were and they were listening to comedy. And like I would hear like snippets and bits. And it was like (laughs) the funniest, most raw words and things I had never heard before. (laughs) And they would hit the pause button. curse from comedy. They would hit the pause button so quick. As soon yeah, yeah. as I came in the room, because they're like, uh, ah, he can't hear this. Like, mm, <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't be doing that. And I was like, all I wanted to do was put my ear next to the like to the like the boom box <laughs> or the radio or whatever it was. And just like hear like, like what all these adults were laughing hysterically about in the other room. And they were listening to Richard Pryor and George uh, Carlin. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know. George Car- Carlin is another, like, I mean, black. Oh, he's but, a legend. Bro. He's, a, he's a legend. <laughs> an absolute yeah, yeah. legend, you know. And, uh, you know, so it definitely started started there for me. And then um, really just getting into comedy was other things like really, I got to be honest, man, Eddie Murphy for sure. Mm-hmm. Raw. Um, and, you know. How many I, people can quote, like, shit from Raw? Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, Raw is like it's like when you think about like a um, if you think about that that one movie that has to do with the uh, the the movie about about memories and about all these core memories and stuff. Mm-hmm. L- listen, Eddie Murphy Raw is a core memory for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all yeah. right, when you, talking when about you, Inside you, Out. 
Yeah, Inside Out. Thank oh, you very much. Man. Yeah. Thank you so much. Great movie, by the way. Yeah, Inside yeah. Out. When you mm. when you talk about listen, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy Raw was like the pre the pre flight for Cancun. Okay, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's that it's something it. else, you know. And so you like it's not just for me. It wasn't just like um, the the performance itself. It, it like it was like a timepiece. And mm-hmm. so comedy for me like goes in its stretches in so many different ways. It's something that is is super important to me. Uh, I think about when uh, the first time when I discovered Trevor Noah. I was uh, mm-hmm. this is when me and mm-hmm. Warren were roommates, and we were getting ready to go out. We were literally getting ready to go out uh, to a bar one night, and we were like, uh, we jumped, like jumped on Netflix. I was like, yo, this this looks interesting. We like hit it, started listening to Trevor Noah, and we were laughing. I mean, nonstop. For, I don't know what it must have been like thirty or forty-five minutes, and we had to pause it because mm. we had we had still had to go out several times. Yeah, several times we had to, we paused it several times to laugh because we couldn't hear what was going on. Like we couldn't hear what he was saying because we we're still laughing from the last joke, uh, and we didn't want to miss any of it. Right, and then we had to actually pause it and like go out and then come back and finish, and it was like. So for me, like comedy is longstanding um, and I, it's, it's, there's a very special place in my heart and uh, for comedy. And I just, man, I'm super excited to talk about all of that. All right, Warren, go. <laughs> You're up. <laughs> well, I, as we've as we've seen with the, the other three of us talking about this, uh, it's hard to talk about one section of black comedy by itself. If I'm if I'm specifically keeping to sitcoms, I mean Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I'm a little younger than you guys, so <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, In Living Color was not something that I really experienced until I was older. But Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Family Matters, with Urkel being just the funniest version of exactly who I wanted to be, yeah. right? <laughs> um, and right. you know Cosby Show. Um, because I also the smartest like, kid in the room chasing after the prettiest girl in the room, <laughs> right? Hilarious, right? <sighs> um, and and then Cosby Show being Bill Cosby's stand-up, which my dad and I used to like listen to in the car, and he had all the the albums, and and so we'd put them on, and we knew all of the words, to, like could quote Bill Cosby's stand-ups right along with him, with the cadence and everything, right? Um. And so, and basically, the Cosby Show was Bill Cosby's stand-up made into a sitcom, and and it just it was so funny, and it was it was like a visual representation of the stuff that I'd been listening to for years, and and my dad loved it, and so I loved it because I got to watch it with my dad, and he enjoyed it, so I enjoyed it. It was that kind of a thing, and uh, it just sort of gets passed to you as as something that you enjoy uh, because of how much it means to the, the like family unit, right? It was, it was just so good. And as I got a little older, I realized that there were other albums that my dad didn't play uh, when I was around that he had. Because he was uh, a good parent. Namely, <laughs> right, namely like Richard Pryor. Williams, there we go, there uh, we go. Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't now, motherfucker. And, and so... so I mean, the funny part was I would sneak downstairs in the middle of the night. Absolutely. 
This is a black and, experience, by the way. Like, I don't know, no black kid put, that hasn't done put what records we're on, yes. right? Put records on, turn the speakers down mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. far as they could possibly go <laughs> and still make noise, right? And like lie next to the speaker mm-hmm. with my head on the speaker <laughs> because my there mom, my mom wakes up to any noise at all, right? Uh, and the vent system basically went straight from the, the family room straight into my parents' bedroom. Oh, so wow. I would, I would sit with my head like against the speaker to to listen to Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy's stand-ups and like do my best not to just cry laughing because if I had if I had made any noise yeah. my mom would have come downstairs like what's going on uh, Imagine, but man think about that so for, good I'm just thinking about that for a second like as a as a kid being introduced to comedy because it's a uh, it's a different way of approaching life. Like as a kid, you're like pretty much you're you're happy go lucky. Even if you're poor, you don't know you're poor until somebody tells you you're poor. Yeah. Kind of thing. And then you're introduced to comedy, right? And comedy is like a way to express what's going on in the world. And you want to cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to cry. But what they do is they try to make you laugh. And uh, as a as like a kid or a young person, like trying to like figure out like what that is or what that means. Um, I know for me, that was a whole experience because it was like, I don't I don't interpret the world in this way. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we can laugh at ourselves. We can laugh at each other. We can talk about things that we see. And there's a place to do this. And uh so yeah, that's uh, for me. Yeah. That's like comedy just became a place like to just like express that and be like excited about those things. Yeah. I mean, that's why Trevor Noah's stand up hit me so hard. It was because he was talking about being mixed. Yeah. In a place where that was yeah, not yeah. okay, right? It was it it was a crime to be mixed, uh, basically, right? Uh, and uh, and the best and, part about that was he go he goes uh, and I flew all this way and I. Puerto Rican. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I flew from South Africa to America, and as soon as I got there, they called me Puerto Rican. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Warren, you, you bring up something, man. Uh, you talk about uh, being able to listen to Bill Cosby, and we talked about some of the sitcoms that, in nature, are just pretty uh, wholesome and and uh, G-rated, I guess, mm-hmm. so to speak, or at least PG-rated. And that was pretty much my experience. And I think my earliest recollection of uh, like stand-up comedians was um, Sinbad. You know. Oh I wow! Yeah, I, I was I, called I'm, Sinbad. It was it was like oh, a derogatory man. thing we might against need to go light-skinned back and people. Him on the light-skinned draft. <laughs> light-skinned draft. That's right. I like Sinbad. He's Loki on there. hates Sinbad. <laughs> so I, I yeah. just remember that, and I remember that was an experience that I was able to share with my mom that we would just sit there and, and yeah. laugh. He was and funny though. Him, yeah, he was, he was funny. funny. He was funny. You know, yeah, he wasn't funny. like throwing out. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a mm-hmm. like he he was a comedian that you can listen to with your mom or dad. Right. And not, exactly. You know. So yeah. that that was my experience, and I think so. Around that time, you know, you hear a lot about Eddie Murphy, Some call but him I had gateway drug. Yeah, you hear about <laughs> Eddie Murphy, and yeah. you see the, all the movies that he's in, the Forty Eight Hours mm-hmm. and the Beverly Hills Cop, and and oh uh, and all those uh, those great timeless films. Boomerang. Yeah. But boomerang. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't know him as a stand-up comedian. Mm. And so I ended mm. up, uh, I can't recall Same. how I uh, came across Eddie Murphy Raw for the first time. Ooh. But I heard that. I'm hearing <laughs> words. <Okay>. And, yeah. <laughs> you know? And um, mm. 
I I remember that was probably I I laughed so hard. <laughs> I laughed so hard at, at at hearing Eddie Murphy raw for the for the first time, and so that really kind of opened my eyes in, in terms of seeing like wow. I mean these these people are saying these adult words are on stage and people are laughing. You know, these and are the I'm words laughing. that were being, these are the, right. Well, yeah. I'm laughing too, but these are the words that were being discouraged to say, you know, you hear mm-hmm. bad words like, Oh, you know, don't, don't say that Julian, don't say this. Well, and you the, find out the, all the adults in the room are laughing to those yeah. same words. Yeah. yeah. You betray, betrayal. <laughs> well, you know? the, the reason that Eddie Murphy named his special raw was because, uh, Bill Cosby, who was a more like cleaner, <laughs> which is h- fucking hilarious now <laughs> in retrospect, but he was like a clean comedian well, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was like, you know, he was like criticizing uh, Eddie Murphy because his, his language was so quote unquote raw, raw. And then Eddie Murphy was like, fuck you. He just embraced. Uh, you're raping women. So I'm going <laughs> to, I mean, um, that's not what he said in the special, but no, it's definitely not what he said. <laughs> but, in the special. <laughs> you know, it was just like he, he named it raw because of, you know, I guess the, the backlash of the more cleaner comedians. But I mean, Eddie Murphy definitely run, uh, won that battle. Yeah. I know one thing for me when I started listening to to like comedy with curse words, like I mean, I was I was kind of like Warren and Julian, like I, you know, my mom didn't really, um, or, or my dad put that stuff out there. So um, my sort of like coming of age comedians for me, comedian period was like Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. I like comedians who are like smart. Like I mean, you know, th- there's yeah. different levels of comedians. Like there's some. Uh, comedians to be like, yeah, you know, when a black person do this, ha, 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 but when a white person do this, God, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's sure. the that, that's their shtick or whatever. But Chris Rock to me was like, uh, like intelligent. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I was coming up in age when I was starting to to think about a lot of the themes that were in Chris Rock. Actually, I actually have his book. Um, this is how much of a fan I was. I, I I purchased his book, Rock This, which Chris Rock, which is basically a rehash of most of his um. Um, material in his in his stand up, but mm-hmm. I was like such a huge uh, fan of his because it was like fuck, like I'm laughing, but I'm also thinking like he's saying some really, um, uh, pardon the, this word now, wokeish shit, mm-hmm. and not so wokeish shit, but doing it in a way that's fucking hilarious that I've been thinking about, but he's saying it in a way that is way more hilarious than I could ever right. uh, produce out of my lips. So for for me, he was like. He like you know I was I was reading through his book um, uh, for the for the last couple of hours just kind of cruising through it and uh, mm-hmm. like <laughs> so I mean, many of my will. like core beliefs <laughs> are from Chris Rock I was like holy shit like the like he has one bit about talking yourself out of the panties I, I'm gonna just use his language Allegedly. and how so on. many men will we'll just like a woman will want to be with him a, a guy mm-hmm. but they will say some stupid shit to mess it up i was like holy i thought i thought of that myself mm-hmm. so i i think for me uh chris rock was probably one of the most influential like he was blowing up at a time like i was sort of thinking about um topics that he was talking about like dating and, and race relations and you know everything. So he was he was speaking to your soul. He, he was, was speaking to my soul. He was, and he was I, right and there at a time when you needed him most. I needed him <laughs> the most, man. So uh, you know, like he was he was in that like 
I figured like he's in that genre of comedians who it who are both fucking hilarious and also smart. Also put Dave Chappelle, Ooh. and we're gonna talk a Ooh. lot about him in 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 a minute. We Don't are. worry, we're gonna argue we about that. About Dave but um, <laughs> like Dave like Dave Chappelle's super smart guy can really break really complex things down and make people laugh about them and and sort of get them in a way that they probably couldn't if some guys like debating about a certain topic. So to me, um, also Cat Williams. Cat Williams, to Man. me, does that a lot. You know, pimping, you know. Cat like, Williams he does the so pimping shit, but he also, he says some, like, shit, and I'm like, bruh, I'm like, I need to if pause If it ain't pimping, it ain't pimping. If it ain't pimping, it ain't pimping. <laughs> but past the pimping shit, he talks about some real stuff, and, man, it was just like, it's almost like, it's almost like a, a, a cross between church uh, woke Twitter <laughs> and like a comedy special, you know. Yeah, and to me, that's what does it. Like to me, that's the best comedy when you can mix that like something I'm already passionate about and make me laugh at something either I agree with or don't agree with. Mm. To me, that's comic genius. All right, and, and, so... and it's only a few cats that 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 touch on that 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 are that talented that they're not just funny, but they're also irrelevant. You know, they they are. Um, they're special, you know. They mm -hmm. they um they change the the culture, you know, in a way. So, yeah. So it sounds like I got to be honest. We, we want to talk about comedy, and people are listening to us, and they're they're waiting. They're waiting with bated breath. They want to know which <laughs> way we go. Which way does the culture go when it comes to how we feel about comedy? Okay. But I think before we get into that, we yes. we owe it to not only our listeners but ourselves yeah. to define what we're talking about when we're talking about comedy here. Okay. Because if we start talking about, let's say what we think is funny or what makes us laugh or what we've heard in the past or mm -hmm. what, what we want to cry about, but all we can do is mm. we, we have to at least try to come up with some baseline for what is comedy. Right. And that way we can, that way we're not arguing points or trying to make points or argue for people or against people. We can just say what we think that comedy is and then kind of go from there. And I think what we're trying to do, if I'm not mistaken, is actually have a broader conversation about how to talk about things in a social – in like basically in today's social lexicon. Mm -hmm. And um, so for me, I would say – and I heard this from a dear friend recently – that comedy is a vehicle. And so – Comedy basically is is an invitation to take you from point A to point B or A to Z or however you want to kind of describe that. Um, there's no low or high for comedy. There's all kinds of things because everybody has a different sense of humor. So, for instance, if I say something and you're like, that's not funny, it doesn't mean that it's not funny. It just means that you don't find it funny. But when we talk about comedy in general, like for me anyway, I think about stand-up comedy specifically, not just uh, me trying to make you laugh, right? Because if I'm just – if I think that I'm funny but I'm actually just being offensive, it turns out that I'm an asshole. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but if we're in a place where maybe you have agreed to come and see me and you found out that I might be there performing an act, then it's – it would be my job as the comedian and your job as the audience. It would be my job to take you on a, on a ride and your job as the audience 
to either go along with that ride or be like, I'm not here for this ride. It's not for me. It's not for me. Right. So for me, comedy is a vehicle. Like it's all about a ride and an experience. And some people are all about a particular experience. Some other people are like, I'm not into that. So I think for me, like it's important to kind of define that before we go into like what is funny and who can say what and, you know, who should be allowed to do this and that. Mm -hmm. So but that's that for me. For me, it's it's even more like it's even more cut and dry than that. So so like a vehicle is to say it's a vehicle is to say that there's something behind it that is trying to be delivered. And um, and I, I think when we talk about comedy, if we're going to just talk about comedy as a whole and not any particular person or any uh, particular, you know, topic of conversation that ends up in some sort of comedy special, comedy is literally just entertainment that is joke-based or satire-based that is intended to make audiences laugh. That to me is all that comedy is like the the most broad definition possible of comedy to me is professional entertainment intended to make people laugh. Right. (laughs) Make me laugh. Uh, And (laughs) and the intended part there is important. It doesn't necessarily make people laugh. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it's not comedy if it doesn't make people laugh. It it has to be intended to make people laugh. And then it is comedy. It might be bad comedy, Mm. but (laughs) Um, and it, I, I also didn't say is offensive. I also didn't say is not offensive. Um, but that's my that's my like really broad definition of comedy. All right. Well, I think we want to kind of start to narrow down what we're talking about oh here boy. because well, there's yeah. been a there's been a comic or a comedian that's been in the news recently who's been in the news regularly even mm. um, one who has. We're going to talk about Dave Chappelle. You know, I I wanted to do a whole (laughs) intro, but we're going to talk about Dave Chappelle. Talk about burying the lead. And, you know, I wanted to do a Julian intro, you know, and and bite my tongue and hold my words. But Mm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no, no, no. Can you talk about how Julian told us about this special, but like didn't fucking look at the special? (laughs) That's actually Julian's specialty, as a matter of fact. (laughs) Go ahead and watch this and uh, let me know if you think it's a good idea to talk about. Yeah, that's right. He, just, he, he outsources, you know, his interests. <laughs> He's like, I don't have time to check this out now, but if you look at it and Let tell me, me I need to watch it, <laughs> trust. <laughs> I'm going so, I, I post an article and say thoughts. Thoughts. T H O T. So, yeah, Julian in, in our group chat put it out there that the, the closer by Dave Chappelle um was out and was like yo this is this is on you know it, i think it came on netflix uh like you know 11 p.m at night you know it was like a, a weird time i feel like that they posted that could be totally wrong but i i just felt that way so they posted the episode and she was like yo check it out and of course his black ass didn't actually check it out he oh, wanted right. us to kind of preview it he like put us we on the fucking minions <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he put us on go the ahead, front lines. Right. And, and then out. we're like, you know, <laughs> some of us, Sheldon, were like, yo, this is the greatest shit ever. And I was like, yo, this is the greatest shit ever. This nigga is transphobic. And then Warren was mm-hmm. like, 
I liked it, but fuck him. Uh, <laughs> we, I love Jason's I interpretations. All, like, it's really not not quite accurate, but you know. Yeah. We're just, and then we were like war, you know, like fighting, and then war, and uh, Jude was like, "Oh aroused. shit, I can't wait to watch this." Like what? A, what? A, who so does I'll that? say, I'll say that. So I'll tell the. I'll tell, I guess, my side of this. So, yes, yes. It, I did see that it uh, it had dropped. And first of all, if you haven't listened to The Closer by Dave Chappelle, please go out of your way. Listen to or go watch The Closer on Netflix. And no, we don't get I paid by it, Netflix. Even I wouldn't make that recommendation. But go on. <laughs> no, well, you know. Uh, but I, I wouldn't say go out of your way to watch it. But I went out of my way to watch it. it. I That's put time. What? I put my son on the floor so I can watch it. Oh. All right. Oh, okay. And, God. Yeah. Um, but in any, any event, yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, but the consensus in the group chat, not the consensus, but I think in going back and forth, it was yes. whether or not we should talk about the closer mm-hmm. and oh, how yeah. we should talk about That's the closer. That, was that, that might I'm be like, a more interesting conversation ooh. than actually yeah. the the special itself. I was because scared. That's that's the hard scared. part about yeah. that's the hard part about today is trying to figure out whether or not you're allowed to talk about or if you're allowed to or how you're allowed yeah. to right. talk about things exactly. that other people have found offensive just yeah. generally. Mm-hmm. Which like, was the point of his entire special. Something? No, it wasn't, but... Uh, no, it wasn't, but... <laughs> I mean, it was a, a big part of it. It was like... <laughs> Jason, it's too early for you to be wrong, okay? Like, but, but that <laughs> was... We'll prove you that, wrong. That was a tenet of his special. <laughs> But it yes. wasn't. That was the whole and purpose. Al- and also, uh, it's a culmination of, I guess, the body of work that he's produced on Netflix. Because ever since he came mm. out on Netflix, it, he's got this this uh, this moniker tied to him of being a controversial mm. uh, comedian who says cancel worthy things. Actually, Dave Chappelle was never in the cancel culture sphere right. until he came back from his hiatus. Right. Right. That's interesting. I hadn't from thought about Chappelle that show. because yeah. He wasn't. He, well, when was his? When was the thing that he talked about where, um, you know, he did a show and he was called transphobic in uh, the article? Wasn't that before he went away? New. No. I don't think so. No. I. No. I thought that when was he, early. When he, when I think he when he away, was, was like doing Chappelle show. Yeah. No. I think it was. I. I want to say. I. I mean, because he sort of talked about it in his special. He was like basically he did the Chappelle show. He went to Africa. You know, did all that shit that people talk about. But then he, when he came back to the states, he was doing like little local comedy shit. And you know, he he's he's sort of getting back into the mix of comedy and and, and discovering like what he wants to be as a comedian now that the Chappelle shit is over. And I think that's when the sprinkling of the transphobic gay anti-gay criticism started. I want to, I think that, I think that's when it started and then it just grew a little bit. Maybe. So I think let's talk about why it's important to be talking about these things right now. And I think that actually comedy has an important role to play in our uh, social dialogue. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like, yes, we can be talking about Dave Chappelle, the closer, right? But I think that comedy has a, an important place to play in our social dialogue because sometimes, and especially recently, life is so tough mm-hmm. and it's so difficult right. that when you want to cry, the only thing that you can do is laugh. And so I think that it's important to like talk about it in that in that way. And uh, like you were saying j- earlier, Jason, just being smart about comedy. 
and being right. able to talk about things in a way that all mm -hmm. of a sudden now you're identifying with because they're important to you because that's where you're at in your life. Mm -hmm. And I think that comedy serves that way across the board. I mean, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't have to be, but mm -hmm. it can do that. And uh, so I think that it's important just to kind of frame it in that way first. So I'll, I'll just go ahead and and, and, <laughs> and just sort of uh, Jason's jump. sitting here like can can I talk about it? That's now? right. Can I, talk about <laughs> it now? can I talk about it now? That's right. You know, uh, it's a it's the elephant in the room. You know, it, comedy again like does serve a, a very important role in our society and in our you know person uh, the black community and every community. Honestly, mm -hmm. um, it can be very uh, high level. It can be very uplifting. It could it could show. Um, you know, some comedy is just more us talking to one another, you know, as, as, as black people, as, like shit that, that happens. Like, I, I think everybody remembers Chris Rock's like, you know, like, I love black people, but I hate niggas, you know, like that, you know, that, which was like sort of a internal conversation that got blown up and that white people quote all the time. And fuck you um, if you if you quote that. Oh, um, but um, I conversation. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think, you know, as much as comedy helps, um, comedy is not like a untouchable structure of American society that, mm -hmm. that we can't criticize. You're saying, For, you're saying it's not a safe, it's not a complete, it's not a sacred thing. Safe right. Zone. Like just like you because you can get destroyed, you say the wrong thing and you can get fucked up. You can, um, you know, and some, some, you know, and, and honestly, a lot of times that I, can sort of help you. It, it it helps like it, you know, like to get attention. It, it doesn't in this day and age, it doesn't matter about positive or negative attention. It's like as long as you're getting attention, yeah, which it, is um, really fucked up thing about society. But what at was the her end name? Of the day, the, uh, the redheaded yeah. chick, uh, Kathy Lee Gifford or something. She did the little mm -hmm. the uh, beheading of Trump. And of she Trump. Was, no, yeah. was, and uh, she was she was she was, was banned in Kansas. Griffin. Kathy Griffin. Kathy yeah. Griffin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kathy Lee I don't, don't let me speak. <laughs> totally different person, but I get, I she is hilarious. Videos, but she went too far, and I think <laughs> that's the uh, same way they'd be like Denzel and uh, Fishburne. You know, they're like the same yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that that comedy can definitely be criticized. Blackface, for example, used to get hysterical laughs that's back not, in the day. Not, like it was the funniest that's shit not, ever. That's not comedy, man. Uh, yes, yeah, it was. No, 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 no. To a overwhelming majority of people that had that mindset, which were literally millions of people, millions of white people and some others, right. that right. was the funniest shit ever. Um, so, well, see, and I think that th this is why what I was okay. saying earlier is that it's this is why it's important to define what we're talking about. Okay, because okay. it's it's one thing to say something that is funny to people, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's another thing to say like. First and foremost, we're talking about um, obviously an attempt to make people laugh. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's a if there's a cruelness involved, and like, right? The, right. Hold on, hold and, on. And it's I all in totally the disagree with the point that what's you're being making. Cruel I, and what's not hold being on, cruel. Shut up. Yeah. I, I totally, uh, I totally uh, disagree with what you're. Warren I totally disagree with this. Here's, here's a. Yeah. So, so I think that roasts of powerful people that are made hmm. to hurt yes. are still fucking yeah. funny. They're agree. And they are I agree. comedy. But a roast right? has a format. A roast has a, a, a format. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I, I don't mean I don't mean a roast as in like Comedy Central roast. Mm. I mean like people getting on stage and lighting Donald Trump up. Okay. Right? Like that to me okay. is 
absolutely comedy. And I think in the same way, a minstrel show is comedy. But it's not a comedy that I want to be a part of, that I think should exist. It's it's a it's a very cruel and mean-spirited comedy that doesn't serve the interests of really anyone and only serves to push forward the ideas of a people being less than. And that's to me it's comedy. It's just not good comedy. It's not, it's not worthwhile comedy. And that's part of the question of like mm. here's here's part of the question with when we come to transphobic remarks and is there is there a question of like back in the time of minstrel shows like right in the middle of them right not 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 toward the end of them not at the beginning when someone was figuring out whether or not this would be funny to people i mean like right in the middle where it was a mainstay and someone someone did a minstrel show during that time how how did how do you talk about that kind of stuff like how do you how do you decide whether or not that comedy show is too far or not far enough or uh, like should be able to be done or not. And, and I think we're getting to a point right now in the past, maybe five years Mm -hmm. where we're, we're running into that question with trans jokes Mm -hmm. and, and we're, we're now getting to this point in society where trans like talking about trans people on stage as a comedian that is not, a uh, member of the LGBT community is is like so touchy that because of the history of it and because we're moving out of that history of doing it that like now no one knows what to do and I, I think it, it was probably very similar during civil rights times and, and sort of after civil rights times you know people going like well I used to say nigger in my stand up specials all the time what do you mean I can't say nigger that's that's like how I brush my teeth in the morning like what do you mean I can't say it on stage I wake up to it I, you want my teeth white yes you want to you want to kick me yeah. off stage mm-hmm. just cuz I send the n word mm-hmm. you know what I mean and and that we're running into a, a weird yeah. area with with trans jokes right now used with to that be a same time thing in this yeah. country when yeah. a man right. can say nigger <laughs> <laughs> it is really it's really weird that people of color, actually I hate that phrase, black people, mm-hmm. can't see that the the line oh between God. that. It was oh just like, gosh. well, you know, as a as a I, straight black man or as a, a, a heterosexual woman, that doesn't offend me, oh so God. fuck it. People are too sensitive. Okay. You know, oh. that that's like the, the criticism, like, oh, well, it doesn't actually offend me. Like, black people are the only people that have oh. a monopoly on being offended, like nobody else no, can be offended. No, they are not. But us. This is, yeah. That's no. bullshit. No, 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 no. That's interesting. That's there are interesting. so many other groups that do that. Yeah. I, I like. I can't speak for them, but I can talk about specific instances where I've been talking to Jewish people, where <laughs> space like, Jews. <laughs> people, people want to. People want to compare traumas, and yeah. and mm, yeah. you know, well, and traumas have come is, up to me. You should not do. Yeah, that. but it's the same thing. Yeah. No, you shouldn't it, do but that. It's still, but still, but it we don't. A, we don't own that as black people. Yeah. We don't own yeah. that as black. It takes people, an intellectual right? revelation before you realize that comparing traumas doesn't actually advance a people. But that's it, another conversation for a. Yeah. <laughs> like Roseanne, is, is, Roseanne lost her show because of that. Well, because she's, she's a said, white trash bitch, but uh, that's besides the point. But, and, but the, it's about, but it's about what yeah. she said, though. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you know, because you have your opinion on them. You know, you, like, you could say, 
any of that stuff that you're saying that about her and there are probably trans people out there saying the same thing about Dave Chappelle. I mean, it's all, you know, certainly it's all objective. People you know, have their th- opinions. You know? That's a great point. And, and I think there's there's levels, you know, and, and it's not like, well, this person said this, this person is it. So it's Ooh. equal. Like, no, that's politics. That's politics. I think that's I think a, what Dave different. Chappelle did masterfully is that he did take this space where we all are in, where we are transitioning to whatever the you know the future is going to be, like as far as pronouns. Like he he took all of that mm-hmm. and did a great job of you know kind of walking people through that and mm-hmm. saying things that people say yeah. in real life conversations and just said it, yeah. which that by itself. I, I personally have no problem with, but again, mm. I am not a part of the trans community. Mm. So I am going to defer to them for for a lot of this. And it was just like, no, like, um, I, I, th- you know, there were a lot of questionable things. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I think the comment, frumpy dyke, and I'm going to use these, I'm going to quote these words specifically because, you know, it's, it's I'm able to like what we're talking about. To me, they like offended me. Like the the sure. the joke about the the, the kid rape or, or whatever, and the and the pastor punching a lesbian. Mm. You're not you're not necessarily Wait, painting on, this on, in the, in the best. Okay. I absolutely. I'm saying making jokes about I've, I've that stuff, and you're not a part this, of so that I, community. I I'm excited about to this. To me, so. is is kind of whack. Like sure. if, if if you were per, if if you were a person that was molested and you're making a molestation joke, I'm like, all right, Got it. that's dark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, you know, but you're making that from from a a, a, a place of familiarity, you know. But if you he, are wait, not, hold on, hold and, and I don't know if he was, did he? Was he? I don't know. So, so I how don't can know. you say whether but or not I know that was he's offensive? not trans? I know he's not a lesbian, so yeah, yeah, he hold probably on, hold shouldn't on, hold be on. making a joke about punching a lesbian and okay, and terse specifically. So let's hear from let's hear from Warren. Go ahead, man. What do you? No, 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 no. Like. I, I have I have several things to say, but but Sheldon's been revving up. All right, go, go ahead. For it, yeah. Well, I think this is where we because we can get derailed, and I would love to get into like a spirited, like what he said and the words that a person used, and when a person can and cannot use a certain word, and when and if they're a part of. We can dive as deep as we want mm-hmm. into those kinds of things, right? Right. And we have on this podcast. And we have. When it offends us. But we have to ask, first and foremost, like, what are we, again, what is the medium in what we're, what we're dealing with? So are we, are we talking about somebody just saying things, right? So, like, if we're in a public setting like an office, right? Like, there are certain things you would say and certain things that you would not say. So when you start there, like, you've got to think about we're, in, we're just in a different space, so like you have to like you can't and it's for me it's like you if you're if you're picking and choosing and you're going off of a um of a line and this is like what you're holding yourself to and this is across all comedy man I'm not going to I'm not going to take the bait and go for the Dave Chappelle thing right in in this moment but just in terms of like if you're just grabbing at what somebody said as opposed to like what they were trying to do or what was going on it's a hard sell. Like if, if you're upset and you can't figure out what they were trying to do, that's one thing. But if you're like, oh, this is what they were saying and I don't agree with that, 
that's a whole nother public conversation. And I think that comedy actually advances that. And so what I mean by that is like you're saying Dave Chappelle is not a part of certain communities so that he, he should not say or make jokes about these particular communities unless he has been given license by these communities to make these jokes. Now, of course, we can we can start to make arguments about like, well, what if it was a white man? What if it was a gay man? What if it was a woman? What if it was this? And what if it was that? But um, if we want to bring it back to sort of kind of what Warren's talking about in terms of like comedy, like the intention is to make people laugh. And then if we're o- if we're only focusing on the words and writing the words down and then being like, I didn't find these words funny, it's going to be a hard time and it's going to be a hard sell. But if we're actually talking about like what the through line is, now we're actually getting to master craft. And that's actually more what I want to talk about. So when we're talking about comedy just in general, and especially when we're talking about the Dave Chappelle special, I hate to spoil it for folks, but his through line has nothing to do with trans people. It has nothing to do with gay people. That's fair enough. That is, that's an interjection that you Mm -hmm. can make. But here's the thing is that the through line across the board is actually about white people. And Dave Chappelle actually reveals his hand and he actually says to the audience, that is not what he meant. He that, goes, that, he goes, he, no, it's I'm up just for saying, interpretation. I'm just saying, that's how I'm just saying, it absolutely is. That's how the entire time, and I know he doesn't like this word, but he was punching down on a community that he is not a part of. It, in any situation, I, I want people to take themselves I'm, out of their judo Christian. I'm open to hearing that, man. Whatever but like, thing. But think about that for a second. And imagine, imagine yeah. for just a second, if you were like, this is what I, this is what I'm saying, and this is what I mean. I'm also up here telling jokes and I'm trying to be funny and get right. people go all this mm-hmm. other stuff. Mm-hmm. But what we're talking about is being able to this Dave Chappelle isn't telling one joke and if you're if you're hung up on one joke, you're going to your feelings are going to get hurt. Because what he's actually talking about is how white people hide behind whiteness. And he, he runs this through his entire comedy. That is, certainly is a theme throughout his, his comedy. And so what he does, certainly, when, when he says, that. he goes, mm-hmm. when, he, when he talks about somebody being gay until mm-hmm. all of a sudden, they're a minority, until all of a sudden they need to be white again, a black person who is gay can identify with that. I'm not gay, but I'm black. And I can identify with all of a sudden I'm in a situation where I can't be white. I can't call the cops. But if you're gay and you're white, you can. And that's what Dave Chappelle is talking about. Dave Chappelle is actually talking about in these situations where it's like when he talks about Chip going up to the officer. This is a diff- different special and being like, he's he's fucked up. And also he's like, I didn't know I couldn't do that. He's like, actually, I did know that I couldn't do that. Right. And that's what Dave Chappelle has always been talking about is the difference between the way that white people walk through the world and the way that other people walk through the world. And what happens in this in this cancel culture now is that people pick up on these individual conversations, which actually Dave Chappelle is trying to bring them into the whole conversation and be like, we're all in the same boat. But here's the thing, that whatever boat you're in, white people will actually try to commandeer that boat. And that's when people start to pay attention. And that's that's the whole narrative. Now, anything else that you take from it is, and again, I could be interpreting it wrong, but I'm fairly certain that that is the through line through everything that Dave Chappelle has been talking about. 
Thanks for listening to Blacklight. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BlacklightPod. That's Black, L-I-T-E, Pod. If you have a topic, idea, or feedback you'd like to share with us, you can hit us up at blacklightpodcast at gmail.com.